and welcome to another episode of a talk of opportunity today with me as usual andrew hi and myself coming from my quarantine apartment because the end of the world is upon us yeah i just i i just want to let you guys know that there is a hazmat team outside my house right now it's fine so yeah they got, they got eyes on me are they gonna wait are they gonna wait until we're done recording so they can take you out no no they're not okay well let's let's get <laughs> we, this done today we're we talking have, about we we got 45 minutes till they 23 19 my ass so let's go <laughs> today we're talking about sorcerers did you forget (laughs) it's like right in front of me (laughs) i like stared at it for like two seconds i'm like wait what am i saying today we're talking talking about So, we're talking about sorcerers. We got done with the first three, the worst classes. Yeah, we we got through the slog. That is, uh, well, actually, the ranger was the ranger was really fun. Uh, there's a lot of discovery there. Druid. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying it was terrible, but I had a good time, and the warlock was pretty cool. Yes, I so. agree. We learned a lot for sure. But today we're talking about sorcerers and their cool magical powers. Yeah, ooh, magical powers. <laughs> so, so there's actually, um, oh, you know what? Would you mind if I got up and got my 3.5 ebook real quick? Because I want to make a point. You're ruining, you're ruining the podcast. I'm going to do it anyways. Hold on. <laughs> Waiting for Andrew. Waiting for Andrew. Andrew is gone. I'm feeling that air. This would really suck if we were live. We're waiting for Andrew. Hey, I'm back. Oh, hi. Hi. Okay, so. But before we get started, we got to we gotta talk about our uh, drinks of choice for today. Yeah, like I said, our government-issued beers that they give us to- towards the quarantine so they can keep us drunk and stupid. All right? <laughs> Always ask questions. Follow the money. <laughs> Don't believe anything. Not even science. It's the reptilians. <laughs> 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 All right, we're going to play the game that we always play. You got to guess what I'm drinking. Are you ready? Okay. Okay, so it's a bottle. Yeah. It's a bottle. It's a bottle that you had to use a bottle opener for, so it's not a it's not a uh mainline beer. Okay. Uh what color is the beer? Um I'm going to say it's in a green Please. bottle. No, 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 not the beer bottle, but the beer itself. Like, is it amber? Is it gold? Is it dark? It is. I can't tell because the bottle is really green. Oh, so you're not pouring into a glass. Okay. I'm all right. Uh, it's a green bottle. I hope the fucking God it's not a Heineken. It's not. <laughs> is it, it a Yingling? It is an Italian. It's an Italian. Oh, is it? Um. Oh, Peroni? Yes. Yeah. All right, my turn. Oh, wait. We've had that before at Epcot, right? Peroni, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, very, it's a very light beer. I like it. All right, my turn. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that was fucking crisp. I like the playback yeah. on that. But then you were like, yeah. 
You don't have to be silent while you open it. It's, there's an art to making somebody guess for your beer. You, when you're opening your beer, you need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Rule number one. Okay, so it, it was a can. It was a can. Did which I hear, does not want. Did I hear like? Hmm? Did I hear like nitrogen? No, that was me pouring it into a glass. Oh, so you didn't even wait for me to listen to the whole thing. Unbelievable. Well, here you can listen to the bubbles. You want to? You want to hear the bubbles? Yeah, do it. Mmm. I love this mic, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take a wild guess, and I think what color is the beer? It is. I would say it's uh it's golden. It's definitely a golden, but it's not a bright gold. It's like a dull golden. Mm. Like it's lost. Like it's lost its luster. It's a little foggy. Is it an amber buck? <laughs> <laughs> it happened, no, yes. <laughs> no, it's not an amber buck. I'm actually having this is this is a new beer for me. I never had it before. Um it is a Samuel Adams Sam 76. Oh, I haven't had that one. Yeah, this I like, is uh, I like Samuel Adams. Oh, I love Samuel Adams. Samuel Adams is probably the best normal beer you can get anywhere that's not a Yingling. But I mean, Samuel Adams, you can get anywhere. Yingling, it's purely East Coast, but Samuel Adams, you can get anywhere. And mm. I have a lot of respect. Hmm. Oh, shit. That's good. Yeah. Oh, my, per- wow. my Peroni is like almost water, which at the moment, for some reason, I'm digging it. So this is a lot like the normal Samuel Adams lager, but the can says it's crushable. And they're not kidding. This is I can honestly drink this in one go. I'm not going to, but I could. <laughs> please, so, don't. please don't. So, no, I'm not going to do. It. I wouldn't do that to you. Um, I, I would. Do it, I, I would do it to you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had to drag your ass to the druid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, did you know? You want to know a little fun fact about Samuel Adams? What is it? Did you know that if it wasn't for Samuel Adams, we probably wouldn't have the microbrew economy that we do today? Oh, I've heard about this before. Yeah, during I want to say either early to mid nineties, there was a hops shortage, and a lot of uh, a lot of microbreweries were going under because of it because they yep. couldn't have hops. Yep. So Sam, so so the CEO of Samuel Adams, like, here we'll just donate our hops to you guys because they they actually appreciate beer instead yeah. of you know profit, and so because of them, they saved. A, I mean, unfortunately, there was a lot that did go under, but there was a lot more that didn't. So, but it so yeah. So whether you like the beer or not, that's besides the point. You got to give a lot of respect to Samuel Adams for doing that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they have they yeah. have a good history. It's good. It's a very American. It's a very American beer. Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> like like classic American hero. Mm-hmm. Right, Andrew. Enough about beer. I'm gonna start. Okay. Re- I'm gonna start reading about the source. Are you ready? All right. How will you live your island life? Nook Inc. presents the deserted island getaway package, the ultimate island escape. Nook what Inc. The fuck? Pres- craft and customize your world. Build tools and furniture from. I- oh, sorry, this is the Animal Crossing game I just got. <laughs> I was about to say, like, I'm looking under a tree or something like that. Now that shit's on there. What the fuck? I'm like, I'm like looking at Xanathar. It's like, no, that's not there either. This is going to be the shortest episode because I got I to I gotta, I gotta get, get playing. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to be like, so then the sorcerer is, and then I hear like the rainy day yeah. music in the background. <laughs> you hear me boot up my switch and then like quickly turn down the volume. Yeah. Yeah. I, hear like, I hear like the, 
<laughs> Jose, Jose, you stop that right now, young man. What? I'm not doing anything. You hear the clicking on <laughs> the button clicking. <laughs> all right, all right, now for real stuff. Okay, let's talk about what people came here for. You ready? Animal Crossing? No. No, dude. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorcerers. One of the classes that I've always wanted to play. I just haven't gotten around to it. It sounds amazing. <laughs> very thematic. Very cool. Even the, the image. That's what drew me when I first opened the book. I think it was mm-hmm. like the, one of the first images I saw was the sorcerer being like engulfed by magic. And I was like, that is fucking cool. Yeah, the, the artwork for the sorcerer, I, it has what I believe is a human. It could be a half-elf. But yeah, there's like magic swirling around him. There's yeah, like a, it's cool There's as like a, tund- a tundra in the back. Ooh, a tundra in the background. Sorry, I had a burp. Wow. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I know. So, so they they did they did a, a little bit of a change in five e, where and tell 3. me more, 5, Grandpa. Uh, <laughs> you got to play like the old film reel, like. <laughs> so, so I'm looking in my three point five e book, um, <laughs> and there is. The 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 real big difference between sorcerer and wizard is that a wizard uses intelligence and a sorcerer uses charisma. This is still true in five e. One of the, and another big difference is that, and this is true in both editions as well. Whereas a wizard, whereas a wizard has like a sort of bank of spells, you know, like their spell book. Yeah, and they and they can only prepare X amount of spells at a time. The spells you get as a sorcerer are just the spells you get. Like that's it, flat. Like you don't the the spells that you know versus the spells that you prepare are kind of like a one to one. Is like, that is that three point five or five? That's both. Yeah. So it's um. Let me see. Yeah, you know two level spells of your choice from the sorcerer spell list, and then it says spells known. I'm reading from the five e book, and then it says spells known, and then that's it. Like that's all the spells you know. Whereas whereas the wizard, you can if you if you know quote unquote, if you know enough of the wizard spells, you can know all of the wizard spells, but having ha- uh how many are prepared is completely up to you. Right. And but you can change you can change them when the when you level up, right? Uh let's see. Yeah, it's like right at the bottom. It says uh additionally yeah. when you gain a level in the class, you gain you can choose one of the other spells you know and replace it. Right. So yeah, it's, but it's it's one. It's not. Apparently. Yep. So it's not really so much. And it that's that's a big takeaway um, when you're playing a sorcerer is that there's a lot more to consider when you're picking your spells because you're like, once you know it, that's right. pretty much it until you level up. Right. So, 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 uh, so the best way to approach that is just to like think of like what your character is going to be, like the theme mm-hmm. around it and stick with it. Uh-huh. And I think, and that, that leads into, uh, the, the Twitter or no, sorry, the, the tweet from Mike Merles, because somebody asked uh, Mike Merles like, Hey, why do sorcerers only get these spells and not these spells, you know? Right. And, and if you really want, I can go over the list of spells they don't get cause it's extensive. That's fine. Um, okay. So you mean you don't want me to, or you do want me to <clears throat> maybe later. Okay. All right. So, Mike Merle said, oh, well, the whole idea that we had for a sorcerer is that he's a simple blasty wizard. Um, mm. So, yeah. So it immediate and 
that plus some other stuff that we'll be going over um it really kind of brings to mind that um utilities kind of take a back step when you're playing as a sorcerer right like like if you're playing as a sorcerer you're gonna be shooting shit out of your hands and like flinging fireballs and it's very bombastic and battlefield kind of stuff yeah i know you're gonna hate this but i kind of imagine it like the beginning of harry potter when he couldn't control his magic I think that's I think that's what they were kind of going for with the wild magic. Yeah. So like if like if like Harry wouldn't have gone to school, like he would become like, you know what I mean? Like he just like, oh, shit, I can like do all this stuff and just does it randomly. That's, right. that's what I imagine it as, as you know, but, but, yeah, but then well, again, Harry is a wizard. <laughs> He's not a fucking wizard. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much what they have sorcerers as it's. You know, warlocks—they get their—they get their magical powers from another worldly being. Right. Wizards—they get it from knowledge. Sorcerers—they are just born with it. It's innate. Like they are probably the closest thing to like a mutant. Right. That the that the five E lore has, where it's just they know these things, so they can just magically, you know. Yeah. So it's so it kind of brings to mind that the idea that you learn spells—you're not really so much learning spells. You're just like you've unlocked <laughs> you level <laughs> like up you unlock them yeah, yeah you know yeah it's it's, so. it's, a, it's a very cool concept and that's why i kind of want to play one because for as much as i love wizards i feel like they're broken because of that you can change your spells as 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 you go you know would, not 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 other not any other class can do that you know like other classes they stick to, oh i hit things well i want to hit things really well wizards can right. do a lot but sorcerers i feel like it just you can make a very cool thematic, and if you stick with it, you play it well, you role play nicely. It could be a really cool sorcerer. I would definitely say that if this is your very, very first time playing, and for whatever reason you're not using pre-generated characters, and you want to play as a spellcaster, I would say go with sorcerer because it's it's very it's not bare yeah. bones. I wouldn't say that, but it is kind of boiled down. Yeah, it's more um, streamlined. Yeah. You know, it makes it it's it's a lot easier. And I think that was why I use Sorcerer so much more in 3.5 because fucking 3.5 is already crunchy enough as it is. I didn't need any more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. it, it, it's like here, here's what you get, you know, and that's it. You don't have to worry about changing them or like thinking of different things. It's like this is what right. you do. Do it. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it, the, the Sorcerer is the idea I kind of get for Sorcerer and 5e is that it's meant to be sort of on the front lines alongside the, you know, the fighter and the ranger and the barbarian doing like holy back to back, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, the, like the fighter is the front line, but then the sorcerer like comes out from behind us, blam, like shoots the guy in the face with a firebolt or something he's, like that. He's, so. he's the geek, the wizard is a nerd. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's cool. So. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, so that kind of like explains a little bit of like the 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 theme of the of the sorcerer like what it's all about so right. let's talk a little bit about what you get right let's go down let's go down the or up the levels really <laughs> well well actually let's let's start from the very very beginning because i have one slight problem with the 5e like suggested rules okay it's like okay so charisma should be your highest ability score obviously uh, blah blah blah. Followed by Constitution because those are those are your two saving throws, Charisma and Constitution, which is very weird because that makes you actually more susceptible to a lot of spells. <laughs> which kind of, which I mean, I guess kind of plays with it because like you don't actually know magic; you just have magic. So. Yeah. Any, yeah. Anyways, but then it says follow with the Hermit background. And I'm like, oh, that's for the what? quick build, though. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, that that's what I'm saying, and I'm like the Hermit background. That doesn't 
to me personally, that doesn't seem to fall in line with the sorcerer. Yeah, because her like, is supposed to be like a loner. Yeah, I, more like a charlatan. I, I think a sorcerer will play nicely with. I I was actually about to say a charlatan or maybe sort of like a folk hero. Ooh, that could maybe be too. Maybe a folk hero. Yeah, but, but like the like it, like the one kid in town who like all of a sudden, you know, the town was being attacked and through you know the the distressed dealt upon him he like snapped and boom you know that got right well i mean the only thing is that folk hero it's not weirdly enough it's not very charisma based it's more like survival ah. which yeah which is like mm, one of these things not like the other oh by the way a little addendum to to the previous episodes we said that there are saving throws um accompanied with the backgrounds that was completely wrong that was 100% false. You said that? <laughs> I did. Yes. So oh. I fucked, I fucked up. This is our, this is my correction corner. Wow. And <laughs> so, I believed you, even though I don't remember yeah. you saying that. Well, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. The hermit is a, is a weird choice. I wonder why, Yeah, why they picked yeah. that. Charlottetown would be a much better choice. Yeah. So eh, it is what it is. But from the very start, you get some cantrips because you're a spellcaster. And of course, you're going to get some cantrips. Mm-hmm. You get four of them. Yep. What, what, you what, what, since you dove a little bit into the spells that, that the sorcerer has, what, tell me a little bit about some of the most interesting cantrips for a sorcerer. Well, uh, the they get all the I believe they get all the cantrips that a wizard does because the the changes don't come until you actually get to the proper levels like first oh. through ninth level spells. Uh, I'm just going to do a quick look see. I believe they get the same cantrips. Hold on. Wow, you weren't prepared. Unbelievable. Well, I'm sorry I didn't dig into the trash spells. Yeah, they get all the same cantrips. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah that's not yeah, bad. The real, yeah, the real changes don't come until you get to the first level spells. Yeah, and then again so. at level one you get two level. Two level one spells, which is yep, good. and it suge- and it suggests burning hand and burning hands and mage armor. Which mage armor? For any squishy, uh, cl- for any squishy class, I think it's a good choice. Well, that all depends on which origin you're going to go with, and we'll oh, we'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah, that's so true. mage armor, mage armor has a bit of an asterisk there next to it. You so gotta, that's one of the, you're going to have to think ahead a little bit, right? And that's definitely one of the things because you are quote unquote memorizing spells. It might not be best to go with the book 110 percent on that, right? So, yeah. Um, um, and then you move. We move forward to sorcerer's uh, origin, which we'll we'll go over that for a little bit in a little bit. Um, but then at level two, at level two, you start getting like the whole like actual sorcerer flavor, which font of magic, which allows you to create a, var- a variety of magical effects, right? Mm-hmm. And then within that is flexible casting, right? Right. So yeah, so font of magic is sort of a bit of a taste of what makes the sorcerer different from the wizard. Mm-hmm. And so far, the fact that you can kind of make spell slots on the fly. Yeah. Um, it's not doing anything monumental yet. That's for next level. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. And then, <clears throat> right. Sorcerer points, all that stuff comes into play. Essentially mm-hmm. what it is at this, at this, at this level of the character is what you, you can turn sorcerer points to spell slots or vice versa, which at this at level right. two, you don't really have that many. Right. Yeah, at level two, all you're going to be able to use your two sorcery points for is just to get another level one slot back, which, no, there's no argument there. That's pretty handy for level two. For sure. So, yeah. Uh, And then level three, boom, that's when it happens. Meta magic. This is where 
this is where the sorcerer completely divulges. Well, not completely, but like strongly divulges from the wizard and so far as what they can do. Yeah. And I find it really interesting because I don't think I've had a sorcerer in any of my games so far. And But I have a lot of wizards, a lot of, uh, well, not a lot of warlocks. We had a warlock, which is happening right now with uh, Curse of Strahd. Um, mm. And it's usually, <laughs> it always comes down to like, oh, the wizard has a really powerful spell. And then when he's about to cast it, I always ask, you know, that's going to hit everybody in the room. And they're like, fuck. Yep. So that's the, where the that's where the meta magic comes in. And yep. like, nope, <laughs> don't worry. I got this. Yep. And essentially at this point, what you're doing is just using your, um, there's different values for all of this, but you're using your sorcery points to, you gain the ability to craft the spell up mm-hmm. to your liking. Right. Right. And yeah, that is that is that is what I think is so freaking cool about the sorcerer. Yeah, it's it's described in the book that your innate like um like nature with spells allows you to sort of twist things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You become a little so, bit more adept at the, the, the raw power within you. You learn to control it a little bit, you know? Right. So this is this is one of those things I can kind of forgive the fact that they are missing so many spells. Um right. it, is because they do have the ability to kind of take the spells they do have, tweak it a bit, change it around. Right. So at level three, correct me if I'm wrong, at level three, you gain two of the following meta magic, right? Mm-hmm. And then you two get another the uh, one. Two. Yeah. And then you get another one at yeah. 10th and another one at 17th. Yeah. So there's eight of these. So you're not going to be able to get all of them. So you <laughs> do kind of have to think about which ones you want. Right. So let's let's go down the list. Uh, we can alternate. But uh, the first one is careful spell. Uh, which essentially is, is, I think, is one of the most useful ones, especially if you're going to go with it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a blasting class. So essentially what you get to do is just you protect your friends from being affected by any spell that you're casting. You know, yeah. so yeah, it's like, you, yeah. hey, I got fireball. This is the precise moment. Suck it, wizard. Check it. Boom. And then you like, you know, it blows up around everybody. And then you see like that, uh, the fire engulf everybody else. But your friendly creatures, except for that one guy that you don't like. Yeah, well, I mean, because it's the the number of people you can save is up to your charisma modifier, mm-hmm. which which even at level what three, it should still be at least a plus three. Yeah, which for <laughs> most parties is plenty. Yeah, exactly. So if there is if there is that fourth guy, more than likely that fourth guy that you're not gonna be able to protect is probably behind you, right? Or the ranger is really far away, or like. You know, it's just not within their blast range. <laughs> or it's just the barbarian. I can take it. <laughs> Don't worry about me, bro. <laughs> I can take it. <laughs> Fucking barbarians. So so then the second one is distant spell, which you increase the range. No, actually, this is really neat. So if you have um if there's if there's a spell that has a range of five feet, it doubles the range to ten feet. Okay, cool. Um, but if you have a, a spell that has a range of touch, the range of that spell goes to 30 feet. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it's not, it's not the same. Um, well, it, it might be, we'll, when we get into Xanathar's, we'll, we'll go over that. But if, but say if for whatever reason, you're a sorcerer and you have cure wounds, cure wounds is a touch spell, which means you have to go up and touch them to cure their wounds. Right. No, you don't. No, you don't. You can save that movement and just be like, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like all the way across the battlefield. So yeah, jeez, I'm sniffing. God, I'm sorry, Andrew. We talked about this. I know. I know. I want to stop playing for those breathing classes. <laughs> They're not working. 
Um, but after distance spell, we have uh, empower spell, which eventually it, it, it increases the damage of your spell based on your charisma uh, modifier, which is pretty cool. Now, it's, you, you, you re-roll the damage for your spell. You do? Yeah. Yeah. You spend one sorcery point to re-roll a number of damage dice up to your charisma modifier. Oh, right. That's up to your charisma. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. But minimum, min- like- <laughs> minimum of one. Yeah. The thing I don't like about it, though, is that it says you must use the new role. So it's like I out of probably out of all of the meta magic, this would probably be the one I would not use. Yeah, it's a little it's a little bit more random. We can we can backfire easily. That's way to me. That's way too much of a gamble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, especially like when that, you're limited I, to just two. Right. So. So then the next one is extended spell. <laughs> <laughs> this one, this one seems, <laughs> this one seems kind of mean. So it says, when you cast a spell that has a duration of one minute or longer, you can spend one sorcery point to double its duration to a maximum duration of twenty four <laughs> hours. <laughs> so it's, it's like you, you, you hit them with that spell that paralyzes them, and it says, "Oh, it's ten minutes." You're like, "No, no, it's not." <laughs> this dude, this fucker's gonna be out for a while. <laughs> <laughs> which 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 can be extremely useful, especially if you're like, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're like in a cave or something, and you had the big bad guy, and then you're like, well, we don't want to fight this dude. Let me just freeze him for a little bit as we explore the rest of the cave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for twenty four, you can you can take you can take two long rests if you want to while this guy's uh, frozen. Yep, you can just it, you know you're you you made your stealth roll. You see you see this this guy. You hit him with a paralyzing spell. Or something like that, and just boom, and you know what? It, it says it lasts for ten minutes. I'm just going to put an extra point in there, so now we got twenty minutes. That's more than enough time for us to get the fuck away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that one could be a that one could be a really useful. Um, but then then we have a heightened spell, which yes, it sounds cool, right? You give this advantage to saving throws to that spell, right? So if you're gonna like, they have to do a dexterity saving throw or whatever for your explosion, mm-hmm. they get this advantage. The only problem I have with that. Is that it costs three sorcery points? Not only okay, so let's. Every time I think of a spell that puts somebody out and they have to like make rolls to come back, yeah, you know, into the fight with, I always think of Tasha's hideous laughter <laughs> because no, because Tasha's hideous laughter is a really handy spell, you know. But the problem with it is, sorcerers don't get Tasha's hideous laughter oh, in fighting. That's one of the spells that they just kind of cut out. <laughs> so I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, but still, though, this is three is three freaking uh, sorcery points. And if you're level three when you just started, even if you're level six, that's half of your sorcery points. Right. Yeah. That's a that's that's a big investment. Yeah. For something, for something that will that will be useful for the first round. You know, well, so, it's, not, so it's, it's not just that, but like, okay, you get this advantage, and let's just say that the DM just happened to roll two twenties, two nineteens, you know, two fifteens, like, and it still makes it even with disadvantage. Mm-hmm. You know, the good thing is that it, I mean, yeah, well, that's my only thing. It's three, three sorcery points for, for a chance, for a chance to to have the creature roll a bad roll. Right. Yeah. That's it's. <laughs> That seems like a really steep investment. I it's, personally, I would just shave it down to two. Yeah, yeah. 
like because three is I mean because the sorcery points they match your level so if you're level three you have three right. sorcery points so you're like okay I can dump all of my points into this and it might pay off yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you know, so. so but yeah no I don't know I'm I wouldn't pick it in my opinion I think there's more useful things you can do with your two selections at this level you know yeah, there's way more. We we haven't even gotten to like I think is the best one, which is the very last one. But the one after heightened is quickened, which when you cast a spell that has a cast time of one action, you oh. spend two sorcery points. That one, sorry. No, no, yeah, I was agreeing with you. I just realized I just remember what the what that one does. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, when you cast a spell that has a cast time of one action, you spend two sorcery points to change the casting time to a bonus action, which is fantastic. It is fantastic as long as you're okay with having your action be something else that's not casting a spell. Because the rules in 5e is that if you're casting a spell, oh, that's right. Well, can you you still can you still cast a a cantrip? Yeah, you can still cast a cantrip. It's just it has to be so you have actions and bonus actions. So if you're going to cast a spell in one of those, the other one has to be a cantrip, no matter which one of the two it is. So, so, or, or it could be a situation where you're like, you know, hey, this guy is coming at me. Mm-hmm. I have to, I have to hit him something. I have to hit him with something real quick. But I also need to drink this potion because I'm down to like. So, so yeah, it says you can't cast another spell during the same turn if you use a, a spell that, has, that says bonus action, except for a casting, except for a cantrip with a casting time of one action. Right. So that is one of the things. It's like either you have a cantrip that's useful which most cantrips are just kind of well last resort kind of a thing I, I, or what I'm, what I'm, or it's no go ahead no oh, no i was just saying or you can use that standard action to pull this lever that's like gonna lower the bridge to bring your reinforcements or drink a potion or there, something like there's that been, you know? there's been plenty of occasions when i'm playing where like i want to disengage i want to hit him disengage and run away that you i fucking forgot about disengage yeah and, and, and that's i think it's a perfect like oh the squishy one is getting surrounded this is a perfect moment to like hey take this disengage bye bye that would be that would actually be really good to be like oh the squishy one's being surrounded nope thunder wave disengage (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly peace (laughs) (laughs) so yeah yeah, actually, that's really never mind. You you completely yeah. Whew. Yeah, because I've been in that position too many times when I'm like, fuck, what? I really wish I could damage this guy and then run away, but I can't because I usually you know unless you're a rogue or something. But mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, but then after that we had subtle spell. Um, subtle spell. Yeah, which it, it's kind of cool if you're trying to sneak into. The good thing is that it's only one sorcery point. Um, but essentially you can cast it without which. Somatic or verbal components. Do you ever think about that when you're DMing? The only time I really think about verbal or somatic components is if, okay, the players got arrested for, I don't know, killing somebody they shouldn't have. Right. So how are we going to take that? What's what's the easy way to disable the sorcerer or wizard? Just tie their wrist and gag them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah, no, no. Because, because they can, you're right. Yeah. They can't. Because apparently all, you know, they they have to use their hands and mouths and stuff like that. So just, you know, a, Dude. a couple of handcuffs, a couple of handcuffs and a handkerchief and boom, they're out. Dude, the thing, so, the thing is that, like, I read that. I'm like, man, when I'm DMing, I never think about that. I'm letting my players get away with so much shit. 
You don't you don't think about that, and you definitely don't fucking think about material components. Yeah, yeah. Well, I try not to. That's too much of a burden, unless unless it's like the diamond to resurrect somebody. You know, like some- that's the only time I honestly think about material components is like when it has a, a price tag. Yeah. on it. Yeah, and, so. then, and then even then, like uh, I was talking to Robert the other day, and he was like. You know, like fucking finding the diamond is too much of a hassle. You know, how much is how much is the diamond worth? Okay, spend that much gold, like whatever you are, you know, as a replacement for the diamond. So, okay, so here's the thing. All right, so I was, first of all, yeah. Hi, Robert. <laughs> um, Robert, or, uh, or, uh, uh, I want to, I want to thank you for listening to us every morning at work whenever, whenever one of our episodes release. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. <laughs> this one beer is taking me to the edge. <laughs> oh, God. I forgot Jose's a weepy drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking God. about. <laughs> I love you. Oh, <laughs> it, means, it means a lot, man. It means a Dude, I, I am one of those. <laughs> Fucking, I love you, and we've been through so much together. <laughs> apparently, apparently, Teresa, Teresa told me one time. When you're sober, I can't get you to talk. But when you're drunk, I can't get you to shut it's the true. fuck up. It's true, man. You go on, and I love it. I love it. Because you're telling a story, and I'm like, yeah, man. And that's why I fucking love you. I fucking love this guy. So, so I'm, looking up, I'm looking at verbal and somatic components. We're learning a lot here today. I'm looking at verbal somatic components. So the thing about verbal components is somatic. It, it says you have to have at least one hand. Cool. Right. Verbal. However, it says that if you're gagged or in an area of silence, such as a silent spell, you can't cast spells. Oh, verbal component. And I got right. to apply that to my games. dude. I, I forget too often. Yes. <laughs> yes, you do. So, so it's one of the, so it's, I'm not saying that phrase. <laughs> so, if if the enemy wizard casts silence on the party, you're like, yeah, I've disabled your sorcerer. The sorcerer's like, uh-uh. <laughs> and uses, <laughs> essentially uses a, uses a sorcery point, gives him the middle finger, and a fireball comes out of it. <laughs> so. Oh, man. I feel, I feel like a sorcerer is one of those classes that you have to be very much in sync with your DM for things to play out or for, like, flavor to come out. Because mecha- a, mechanically, mecha- mechanically a- it's very... Not plain, but just flavorless. Like it's just very like okay, you don't have to do this. But if you like play along and role play the bits, I think it, it's just it could be one of the best classes out there. So playing as a sorcerer, there has to be a certain level of trust yeah. between the player and the DM in terms of communicating information. Yes, yes, for sure. You know, especially because especially because you gotta you gotta man if. You have to keep, and we're gonna go over this in a little bit. But like, you gotta keep track of a lot of things when you have a sorcerer in your in your um in your, uh, on your little, table. As as a DM, you do have to as keep a track of yeah. a, a good a good fair amount of things. And there's one there's one subclass in particular yeah. where communication it doesn't have to be like you know like super communicative uh, com- communicative, but you do you do have to say hey this room has this and we'll like i said we'll, we'll get there yeah. so but yeah so when so when you're playing as a sorcerer your your dm has to be okay with relinquishing probably okay with, with relinquishing more information than they would maybe feel comfortable with mm-hmm. but that's just so you can kind of get the most juice out of a sorcerer for sure for sure i think it might be a good class for a dm to play as i you know 
the thing is, I was reading over the subclasses for Sorcerer, and I'm like, this is this is fun as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but like as a player, you might not understand what the DM or somebody who hasn't DM before might not understand mm-hmm. like the intricacies of of being behind the screen. But as a DM, right. you can appreciate that stuff, and you can let the DM, the other DM know. And if you're cool, you'll role play certain things. So you're like, right. you know, you you make the very big dis- distinction of like. My character doesn't know this. The the sorcerer is okay. So if we really had to break it down, the wizard is like the Godfather. Yes, you know it's a phenomenal movie. It's entertaining. It's got a little something for everybody. The sorcerer is like the Fast and the Furious. It's fun. <laughs> just, it's fun. Just turn your brain off and enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> because you're so. right. I, I agree with that 100. percent Okay, so we haven't even gotten to the best meta, meta magic yet, Trash. which is Twin Spell. Okay. <laughs> All right, so what does Twin Spell right. do? Okay, so on to the Sorcerer's Origins. No, wait. <laughs> okay, so Twin Spells is you, um, you have to spend a number of sorcery points equal to a spell level, and what that does is that it hits mm. a second enemy yeah now now the thing about it is is that there's a lot of fine there's not a lot but there is fine print for this and so far in the fact that certain spells like magic magic missile and scorching ray aren't eligible and if that because that says oh my gosh that's because in the spell description itself it says magic missile shoots i think it's like four three missiles three yeah. and scorching ray i think does the same thing right it's, it shoots three yeah so it's like you can't add another oh, enemy onto that, yeah, because that's unfair. Yeah, but if but if it was um, lightning bolt, lightning bolt and fireball area effect spells aren't affected by that either. It has to be one target. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah it, so it, it, it kind of makes sense because it's, uh, especially for like uh, magic missile, it, it, that already does what twin spell does. Mm-hmm. You can select multiple targets. So if it was, let's see, what's a good one? Not fair. <laughs> uh, like Witch Bolt. Because Witch Bolt hits one person. Right. So you can use that that meta magic to now have two lightning bolts and then you have unlimited power. <laughs> <laughs> no, nice. Yeah. And you know, actually looking at it, there's really not a whole lot that would be handy with because a lot of the a lot of the sorcerer spells are well, no, I guess. No, like hold person, maybe you're going to hold multiple. Yeah, you, yeah, you you would definitely have to you would definitely have to break down the spells and see which ones, because I think a lot of people is that when they see twin spells, you're like, sweet, I can hit two people with the damaging spells. But like, no, 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 you need to look at the mechanics. Sometimes those mechanics are handy, too, because if you can use hold spell on one person and then use it on two people, that might neutralize like the threat. That's right. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I agree. And, and again, like. You, you have to know, like I said in the beginning, you have to know what you want this character to be from the get-go so you can build mm-hmm. it up to that. Right, yeah. because this is, this is a class that is heavily influenced by their subclasses. I agree. You, yeah, because you have, some, you have some classes where the subclasses is more like flavoring, but this is where the you have a third level. It is a huge split on which class you want to play as. Yes, uh, well, level one, really. 
It, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it is level yeah. one. Wow. I'm sorry. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm, I'm used to subclasses coming out. Level three. three. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> Speaking of which, so. so the first one, the first one on the list is Draconic Bloodline. And, yeah, and, so and, Draconic Bloodline is your granddad was that bard. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, let's read the flavors because I actually like reading the flavors. Uh, I mean the the intro text for these. So I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna read the Draconic Bloodline. Are you ready? Let's hear it. <clears throat> your innate innate magic comes from draconic magic that was mingled with your blood and that of your ancestors most often sorcerers with this origin trace their yeah, their descent back to the mighty sorcerer of an ancient times who made a bargain with a dragon or who might even have claimed a dragon parent a bargain. <laughs> some of some of the, some of these bloodlines are well established in the in the world, but most are obs- obscure. Any given sorcerer could be the first of a new bloodline as a result Fuck. of a pact or some other exceptional d- circumstance. <laughs> a pact. <laughs> Stop making this dirty, man. <laughs> this, this is a PG thirteen eighteen. Your but, dad fucked a dragon. I'm sorry. <laughs> How does that even work? Well, you know, chromatic dragons can transform. You know, whatever. Maybe it was just, no, no, no. Metallic, metallic dragons can. I'm sorry, metallic. Can. Yeah. I, I was, However, I would say chromatics should be able to. <laughs> no, that's too much evil, man. DMs fiat. <laughs> so yeah, essentially, this one is it's dragon heart. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, go. So at level one, yes. At level one, you get to pick what your dragon ancestor was. Yes, which takes your damage type. Exactly, and this is something that immediate, like right now, you're like, why? Why does this matter? But it comes in handy later. <laughs> right. This is also like a weird sort of like, <laughs> what? What alignment was my family? <laughs> you know, <laughs> man, my family is really fucked up. <laughs> Because like if you come from a bad family, you'd probably build and pick like black a dragon, red, yeah, oh a red, dragon. A, red, a red dragon or something like that. Like, <laughs> dad, dad gets angry when he drinks. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, you don't have to, but to me, that's what it feels yeah. like. Yeah, well, you know, because there's a, because there there is a there is a good and an evil dragon for each damage type there's really only like four damage types but then there's a good one evil. yeah and and again so. like it what doesn't kill you makes you stronger right because mm-hmm. right after that getting a beating from your dad you know you get draconic resilience well hold on hold on what? you're forgetting something what am i forgetting the dragon ancestors, you get to speak, read, and write draconic, and then oh. you get your yeah, your charisma proficiency is doubled when you're speaking with dragons. Who even cares about At that? Level one. Who even cares about that? There's no dragons in Dungeons and Dragons. If you're talking, if you're talking to a dragon at level one, you got bigger fucking problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I I was I was thinking like how how is how is this gonna pay off in like level one? I'm like, well, maybe the village has a dragon. <laughs> The village elder kind of a thing, but it's It's an actual dragon. Hey, it could be. It could be fun, but that would be that'd be pretty neat. Like, like you know, like an adult gold dragon looks over our village, and that's why you're a dragon. (laughs) You're a bastard. (laughs) Don't think. Don't don't think into it. (laughs) Don't think too much into. Oh shit! But yeah, um, but yeah, you get draconic resilience, 
uh, which increases your HP by one, and then you get an extra mm -hmm. an extra one every time you level up. Yeah, so it it's a plus two to your constitution essentially. It's not it doesn't affect your modifier, but it does affect how much right. HP you get. Which and then there's another bit of like text on here that I really like, and I made a note of it. It says parts parts of your skin. Yeah, part of your skin are covered by a thin sheen of dragon-like scale. How cool is that for, like, a character art? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, you know, your AC yeah, equals so, 13 plus your dexterity. So you, you, you become a tough boy. Well, this is why I said don't quite go with the spells that they tell you, because 13 plus dex, that's mage armor. Yep. So you get free, you get free mage armor at level one. Yes. Which just, it, it's a free permanent mage armor which then allows you to free up a spell slot so, right yeah yeah um and then yeah. and then i mean the 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 only problem is that you get eczema so there's that <laughs> and that's treatable you know whatever it's just a... yeah just get some cream for it it's fine <laughs> but excuse me <laughs> I, I need to refill my prescription for my eczema <laughs> oh no <laughs> There's no pharmacy here. We're in the middle of a dungeon. <laughs> just, just you know, grab if there's oozes nearby. Just grab one and like a oh, just, just use the black pudding. It's fine. <laughs> Moisturizer. That's good. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. All right, moving on. Right, then you get elemental affinity, uh, which essentially you can add more damage. Two types related to your drac draconic origin. So, right. based on the spells that you pick, once again, um, if the spell has like a specific type of damage, like lightning, whatever, fire, uh, poison. poison, force, whatever. Well, there's no force here. Whatever, acid, you know, yeah. whatever, all yeah. that stuff. Um, essentially, since if if your draconic origin, if your dragon ancestor type matches that. You get mm -hmm. to deal more damage, more damage, which is pretty cool. Right. So, so it's something that's like if you have a blue dragon uh, ancestor, you you should be using lightning bolt. Yeah, exactly. Because it's thematically appropriate. Right. And then you get yeah, you can a modifier to it. Which it could be and, it could be helpful because if you pick, depending on what you pick, it dictates the spell. So you kind of like narrows it down to what you should pick. So it makes it even easier right. for like a new player who wants to be a spell spellcaster type. <laughs> Right. That's and I feel I feel like the draconic bloodline is it's um oh shit, what's what's the word I'm looking for? It's like training wheels. Mm, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I mean in, in the best way possible. I'm not saying that like the player that's picking it's, it's, it is it's stupid. A, it's, it's a good yeah, no no no. It's a good introduction to spellcasting. Mm -hmm. Okay, you, yeah, you won't be totally you won't be overwhelmed. Try this. You know, if you like this, maybe play with the mm -hmm. warlock or the wizard. It's a little bit more complex, but you get a wider range of things to do. Right. Yeah. yeah it, it sort of helps you like, hey, I know this is a lot to take in, so <laughs> yeah. let's just pull it back a bit. I mean, and, and and that being said, that does not mean that if you're playing as a blue dragon ancestry sorcerer, you can't have fireball. It's just it would be better right. if you had lightning ball. Yeah, you can deal more damage because um, you add your charisma modifier to it. Right. So if you have really high charisma, yeah. it's a plus four automatically. It's a one d four, which you should have really high charisma. Yeah, exactly. There's no reason why you shouldn't. And you can also spend a sorcery point to gain resistance to that damage type mm -hmm. for an hour. Now, this is a hot take, but hear me out. Oh my god, you're in your stupid no, no, hot takes. No, no, listen, I feel like that should be reversed. I feel like I feel like you should gain the resistance. Mm, god, I'm sorry, I'm really 
pick of me today. I feel like you should gain the resistance innately, but then you spend the sorcery points to kind of give your spells a little bit more juice. That feels more right to me. You know what I'm saying? I have to disagree with that. Mainly because, really? yeah, because I mean, the whole point of the sorcerer is that he's a blasty boy. He doesn't care about many things, you know, including his the people around. That's why he can bend magic to his will. And like, how many times are you going to be in a place where you need fire resistance because it's too hot outside? You know, I feel like well, I feel like having more damage is kind of the whole point because you're limited to your spells, but you can do a lot of damage with the spell. See, I, I feel the exact opposite. I feel like it works thematically if you have the resistance because you already have the dragon scale. Right. So why wouldn't you have the resistance for that? But then because you're a sorcerer, you can use like your innate magic to be like, you know, I just need a just like a little bit more behind the spell. So then you use a sorcery point to like give your spells a little bit more pop. Mm. You know, I mean, we can we can debate this back and forth, but I mean, we can agree to disagree. Yeah, no, so. I, I, I can totally see your point. I feel like maybe wizards went with it because they wanted to make it just just more fun, just a straight up shoot 'em up type. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, I can see where they're going with because the sorcerer is supposed to be just just blast them, shoot first, ask questions later. Exactly. So that's why we have the wizard to think about everything else. Yeah, the wizard. Yeah, exactly. The the wizard's the one in the lab. So <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the wizard. The wizard is Walt, and the sorcerer is Jesse. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> they're both good, but different flavors. <laughs> so so for so at fourteenth, this is really basic, but it's pretty cool. You gain wings. And you get a flying speed equal to your current speed. Which is cool. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Which at level 14, I mean, that's pretty. Yeah. yeah. At 14, you get a free fly. Yeah, for, so. for, what I always imagine when, when I read that is like a really beefy guy, right? Because he's a draconic bloodline. So I, feel, I imagine him a little bit more bulky than a regular spellcaster. But then mm-hmm. this, the, the the wings that, he's, that he uh, summons are like really tiny wings. So he flies like. <laughs> <laughs> Hold off like, until we get to the sun. Hold off until we get to the Xanathar subclass. Okay. <laughs> Just withhold judgment until we get to the Xanathar That's what, that's what I always imagine with the wings. Like you can still get the speed, but their wings but are yeah, super no, tiny. That, that would be they have like little like, <laughs> like fly wings. Yeah, love it. So um the only thing is that you can't wear armor right. while you have these wings, but as a sorcerer you probably shouldn't be wearing uh, armor anyway. Do you even have proficiency so, in yeah. armor? What did you hear? What? Oh, God, you clipped out. What did you say? What? No, I said that. Do you even have proficiencies in armor? Yeah, you don't have any. It says, yeah, it says so none. Yeah. So it, it you already have the free mage armor at level one. So why? it's it, well, it's, you have, it's, kind of, it's, kind of, it's kind of a given. You're not going to be wearing armor. Yeah, you have a draconic resilience anyway. So, yeah, you know. So and then level 18th, you get you get draconic presence, which do you want to? explain to the fine folks at home what draconic presence is you're essentially a very scary boy and you can frighten and charm or charm creatures within 60 feet around you right yeah that's pretty much it like your your presence as a dragon like it's exuding from you so people are like holy shit you know Mm -hmm. yeah there's some checks for that but it's like uh, what is it um it's five sorcery points though fuck that's that's a lot level 18 though that's still but, that's still more that that's still more than a quarter of your sorcery yeah, points. Yeah, and then they still have a saving throw too. Mm-hmm. Mm. And and the thing is, if the creature succeeds the saving throw, they're immune to it for twenty four hours. Right. Well, maybe. Well, so, at eighteen, you should have pretty you should have pretty high modifiers enough to like 
It's, that is true, but it's also using wisdom, which yeah, wis, wisdom's pretty common. I mean, it's it's you you would definitely you can't just pop this at random. You have to kind of set it up first, right? Yeah, unless you're unless you're fighting goblins, which if you're fighting <laughs> goblins at 18th level. <laughs> whatever you do you man <laughs> you know yeah i mean that that's pretty much it for draconic uh bloodline you're just tougher scarier and you can deal more damage this is the this is the dps uh class for within the within draconic, the of the two of the two subclasses the draconic bloodline i feel is the safest choice for sure and then we have wild magic <laughs> uh, you want to read the um so yeah wild magic your innate magic comes from the forces of chaos that underlie the order of creation you may have endured exposure to raw magic perhaps through a planar portal leading to limbo the elemental planes or the far realm realm perhaps you were blessed by a fey being or marked by a demon or, uh, or your magic could be a fluke of your birth with no apparent cause however it came to be this magic turns within you waiting for any outlet no, so not gonna lie. in my notes yeah in my notes i put i put for as a reminder what this is the quote from deus ex was i didn't ask for this <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and I, I love this whole thing because as you read it you realize that this is just fucking random i the what and that's so weird because i I feel like they're like, okay, draconic magic. It's, you know, it's pretty cool. It's a little basic, you know, to get this, that, and the other. Right. And then they just like <laughs> did a rail of coke and like, fuck it, let's do wild magic. <laughs> and the fuck is like, a Sonic? <laughs> what the fuck is a Sonic? Yeah, exactly. Saying wild magic is essentially um, what Harry Potter was before he went to school. True. Yeah. So essentially, what well, you, you roll, so you roll a d20 and an natural one, some random effect happens. Yeah, anytime you any, anytime you cast a spell, uh, level one or above. So cantrips, you're okay. But when you cast a spell, which which is fun, and, and I had a sorcerer. Oh, I did have a sorcerer once. It was a rashes. It was playing one. Uh, Howard's Howard's girlfriend. Um, and we didn't get too far. Or was that you? No, no, no. no she was with me. That was, I I haven't played a sorcerer. Yeah. No. Okay. So yes, and um, I will have to remember. I will, it, it was hard to keep track of because there was so much stuff happening. Obviously. And it was the first time I had a sorcerer on the table, but it's like I had to make a roll at D20. And I, it doesn't have to be every time, but, you know, it was always fun. And most of the time she will make it pass a one. But do you want to roll a D100 and see what effect comes up? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, that's that's a really good idea. You ready for this? Ready. Ooh, I got a 75. 75. You glow with bright light in a 30-foot radius for the next minute. Any creature that ends its turn within five feet of you is blinded <laughs> until the end of its next turn. Let's roll, let's roll it again, see what it sees. I just imagine like the parties around like, you know, I cast um, fireball and the whole party's like man's nice little group. <laughs> what the fuck? I can, I can see <laughs> you guys are in the underdark and you're like, hey, like, guys, I'm gonna cast invisibility on myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna roll it again and see what happens. All right, dude. I got 63. 63. You cast <laughs> Bug Cloud, center on yourself. <laughs> All right. And then I got 40. 40. Where's the 40s? 
Oh, you were getting two d ten. Oh, so there's a good ones here. I thought it was just like random like crap that to make you to handle your. Oh no, oh no. There's there's some good ones here, and then there's some there's some really bad ones. Like like seven through eight is you cast fireball on yourself. <laughs> Eighty five is you. Eighty seven is uh, you cast fly on a random creature within sixty feet of you. <laughs> I just, imagine, so, I just imagine like like a goblin like just randomly in like a, an alcove minding his own can business. You open just to fly it. That goblin's like, oh, <laughs> Okay, so okay. So forty seven through forty eight is a unicorn controlled by the DM appears in one space within five feet of you and then disappears a minute later. Why? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Pure of heart. <laughs> <laughs> and level, if you get a hundred though, like ninety nine or one hundred, you get, you regain all your expended sorcery points. So that's cool. <laughs> at at sixty one to sixty two is for the next minutes. You must shout when you speak. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I can't help it. I, will, I have a the player. I have a really strong voice. <laughs> the player has to you. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm like I'm like no, you are fucking role playing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Um, I mean, I wouldn't actually do that if they weren't comfortable with it. But oh, still, well, it's obviously, just, you know, some so, some of these are really handy, and some of these can completely <laughs> some of these can completely fuck up whatever operation you were Holy going shit. for. You regain you gain resistance to all damage for the next minute. Seventy one and seventy two. Yep. Damn, that's that's a that, that's a free potion of invulnerability. Yeah, dude, that's great. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I love these, man. Like it's it's a lot. It could be, it's it's, a, it's like a really safe uh, deck of many things. Right. Yeah. And it's I I would say mm, excuse me. I would say for a short adventure, this would be fun in the long run. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, it, you do have the roll of one on a twenty, so there is that. Um, but it's just. Oh, I thought it was just at a one. <laughs> huh. No, if you roll, no, if, yeah, if you roll one, yeah, 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 that's what. Sorry, I meant to say. I said you have to roll one on a twenty. I meant, oh, okay, like, yeah, on a, on a d twenty. I, I I should have specified. Oh, okay, so yeah, so I mean, there is that, but again, this could be something that like your group is painstakingly like planning this out, and you roll a one, and the whole thing goes sideways. <laughs> You know, and now and and now, congratulations! You're the Mister Blonde to this Reservoir yep. Dogs, <laughs> where everything's going great, and then you shoot a fucking cop in the face. <laughs> so, um, and then you get Tides of Chaos, mm-hmm. also at level one, which essentially, um, you 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 can impose advantage on an attack roll, right? You can or ability check can, or saving throw. Oh, look at it. So. The 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 big problem with that is that you you get advantage on certain things. However, your next spell, if the DM so chooses, your next spell you have to roll on the wild magic. Yeah, which table. again you have so, to roll one. No, no, no! You have to roll on the wild magic table. Oh, really? Like, yeah. It says anytime before you begin to use this feature, the DM can have you roll on the wild magic search table immediately after you oh. cast a sorcerer spell. <laughs> So it's it's a very risk reward yeah. kind of thing, which I feel so. I feel it plays really well with the wild magic, just because mm-hmm. that's that's essentially what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's it's luck of the draw. So yeah, yeah. Um, and then you get this, and then the next one kind of plays along with it too. You get bend luck, 
which you can roll at 1d4 uh, for two sorcery points uh, and impose Ooh. that value as a bonus or, pe- or penalty to any roll. So it's kind of like a free blesser bane. Yeah. Sort of, sort of for two sorcery points. No, no not bad. Uh, level, what is that? Level six? An, an oddly safe choice for this class, <laughs> yeah. subclass. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then we have level um, 14. And- yeah, you get control chaos, which at fourteenth you you at fourteenth you gain a modicum of control <laughs> over your surges of your wild magic. Whenever you roll in the wild magic table, you roll twice and and choose either number. Yeah. So that's a so that's no. I mean, think about it. You can roll something that you either regain hit points or you roll the one that casts fireball and everybody around you. You're like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> well, the, gee, I, want, I wonder which one I'm going to pick. Well, here's here's the thing, too. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this is like relying on a lot of like rolling ones. Right. At level so, 14. What are the chances? <laughs> I mean, I know I roll pretty low most of the time, but like natural ones are very rare. No, 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 no. For wild magic, for the wild magic surges, you're not rolling with modifiers. You're just rolling a 20. I know. A D20. I know. So, 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 I mean, there's a 5% chance that you could still be, you know, this stuff could be happening. If that, that's you, you rolling bad or not is not pertain to how I could, I could be a level 20 character and rolling for shit. No, I know that. It's just, <laughs> the, that's not the problem. I'm just saying, like, a, a one, like, I can't remember, like, the last time I had a natural one. Um, you had a natural one the last time we played Curse of Strong. No, we didn't. You don't know that. Then, yes, I do know that. Oh, that, do, you, um, do, do you have proof? Do, do, do you have the video to show me? Yes, it's on Twitch. <laughs> Is it? Because I deleted that yeah. disaster of a show. <laughs> Subscribe to our Twitch channel. Attackofopportunity.com. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's attackofopportunity.com. Ben, yeah. shameless. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, we have it. We have it. <laughs> Please believe us. And then uh, level 18, uh, Spell Bombardment. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, if you roll a max number on any damage dice, you get to roll that dice again and add the damage to the and previous it, one. So it's like a spell crit? Yeah. Which I'm okay with. Yeah, that's um, but But like, again, at level 18. like it, Well, okay. No, no, no. It's... You have to be careful which spell you're using it on. Because if you're using it on a fireball, ooh, you get an extra six damage. But if you're using it on whatever spell has like a D10 or a D12, mm. you know, yeah, okay. then you, you know you can then you get a little bit more pep out of it. So you just have to be careful. You know, don't get caught in the excitement. Yeah. Of yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I rolled, and then and then you roll an extra D6 for that fireball into one. Like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, wild magic. I feel like it's a lot of fun, but like you said, not on the long run. Because I feel even, well, even the class itself, the last, the level fourteen and level eighteen, not really that useful or that comes into play too often. I feel if you're playing a wild magic sorcerer, it's either you're going to be rolling on the wild magic church table a lot or not at all because it's purely luck based. Yeah, you know exactly. And knowing my luck, I would be playing a wild magic sorcerer, and none of this shit comes up. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think guess what? I'm just playing a subpar <laughs> spellcaster. I'm like shit. I, I could have been a wizard. Yep. <laughs> I should have gone to school like my dad told me to. <laughs> Why does my parents have to be right all the time? <laughs> Fuck, I hate it when it's right. <laughs> oh, so, shit. 
All right, so then let's get into the Xanathar's um, subclasses, where these are a little bit more esoteric. One thing I like about the Xanathar uh, book is that they have artwork for each one of the subclasses for each class, obviously, and it gives mm-hmm. you like a pretty good. Idea. I like that because like it, it, I I love artwork in books, and for as much as as I love the PHB, they had to put a lot of information there, so they didn't have enough a lot of space to right. to to, right. to yeah. give you a better picture. Well, at reading reading through the Xanthar subclasses, I felt like for some reason this is when they felt like the the Wizard of the Coast writing staff felt like they can have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so. Let me let me read the let me read the um, the Xanthar thing. Uh, yeah. Divine, arcane. What difference does it make? Uh, where magic comes from? You got it or you don't. Fortunately, I've got it. Oh, I've got I got, I got loads, loads of, of it. <laughs> I also, I totally I also really that like, that's all right. I also like the um the quote under sorcerer is practice and study are for amateurs. True power is a birthright. <laughs> <laughs> Going along with what you just said. So so Xanathar's guide, it has three um three subclasses, which I feel like there's a bit of a trend. <laughs> going on with the Xanathar subclasses yep. where it's like you have a good one, a bad one, and then one that's kind of like um, more nature based. I noticed that too. I noticed that too. That's funny you say that. Yeah. So you have the three. You have Divine Soul, Shadow Sorcerer, and... It's called Star- Shadow Magic. Unbelievable. What the fuck ever. <laughs> <laughs> shadow Magic and then Storm Sorcery. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let, let's just dive into the first one. Okay. Let me read the, 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 the flavor for Divine Soul. Okay, don't don't trip all over it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Now I'm nervous. <laughs> right. Sometimes the spark of magic that fuels a sorcerer comes from a divine source that glimmers within the soul. Magic such a bless yeah. having such a blessed soul is a sign that your innate magic might come from a distant but powerful familial connection to a divine being. Perhaps your ancestors was an angel, transformed into a mortal and sent to fight in the god's name. Or your birth might align with an ancient prophecy, marking you as the servant of the gods or a chosen vessel of divine magic. A divine soul with a natural magnetism is seen as a threat by some religious hierarchies. As an outsider, <laughs> as an outsider who commands sacred power, a divine soul can undermine an existing order by claiming a direct tie to a divine. In some cultures, only those who can claim the power of, the, of a divine soul may command religious power. In these lands, Ecclesiastes... Whoa, how do you pronounce that? Ecclesiastes... Actually, I don't know. You know actually, I don't know. Ecclesiastes... I know what it means, but Ecclesiastes... That, that word. Ecclesiastical <laughs> possessions yeah, are dominated by a few bloodlines <laughs> and preserved over generations. I did so well until that one. <laughs> we could do that. Like in English, I know. <laughs> You know, you know how I am with like anything that is like divine and like godlike. In these lands, economically positioned are. <laughs> oh shit! Anyways, yes. um, the only thing that what draws me to this subclass is that you know how I am with like anything that is celestial and angel like and all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I kind of dig it. You're a you're a good Christian boy. I'm a, I'm a good that. Christian boy. Yeah, I don't drink and um, I don't have sex. 
Yeah. So, so <laughs> the thing. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not. I'm not going into that. So, so when when said like, oh, maybe your ancestor was an angel that turned into a mortal. My first thought was Zeus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> okay. So this is something I really, really was like stoked about when I saw. Uh, when I saw it, I was like, holy shit, divine magic. Yes. So it's you get you get a cleric spell based on your alignment. Yep. Which, that was that was a mechanic, which I don't know. I don't know if they're doing a callback to it, but that was a mechanic in 3.5, which if you're a cleric based on your alignment, you can only get certain spells. So like if you're if you're an evil cleric, you can't get certain healing spells so i thought that was really neat yes oh god i thought for a second like he didn't hear a fucking word about it that's awesome no no no. i think i like it i like the, the fact that you get a uh, you get to be from cleric spells i dig and it and also and, and also that alignment gets a bit more mechanical play Besides being just flavor, right, right. Because you know, in five you know. e, in five e, it is a lot of flavor, which I kind of like, just because like people play it differently all the time. So like, it, it should it should evolve, you know, right? Naturally, but, but I feel I feel like I feel like alignment in five e has taken a very big back step. Yeah, yeah, very very big for sure. Right. Um, so okay. <clears throat> then after that, you get favor favor by the gods, which well, is, hold on, hold ah. on. Do, do you want to go down the Right, don't get ahead of yourself. Do you want to go down the list of spells that you can get? Yeah. Okay. So I don't really put good. Wow. Okay, then I'll just make it. No, right no, 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 no. So, <laughs> go for it. So, yeah, okay, well. so if you're good, you get cure wounds, evil, inflict wounds, lawful, bless, chaos, bane, and then neutral protection from evil or good. Since I'm alright. Yeah. Yeah. So but so you can only pick one of these. So if you're lawful good, lawful or good. Right. Can't be both. Right. So, yeah. You dig it. All right. Anyways, that's it. That's all. Uh, so, wow. so essentially, your sorcerer can now be a healer. Yep. More which, or less. Which is essentially what this class is, which is another uh, pattern I've been noticing with the Senator is that there's always like a support class. Right. Or at least a sort of quasi support mm-hmm. class. Yeah. They, tr- be- they try. Because you're, you're never going to beat a fucking cleric. But still. <laughs> I I, I feel like the more supporting classes are sort of meant to take the pressure off the healer, so that way they're not just healing. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, But talking about healing, you get favored by the gods, which once per short rest, you can roll 2d4s and add that to a fail saving throw or attack roll. Yeah, which is a double bless. Yeah. Which that on top of bless. Mm -hmm, Pretty much. (laughs) Which which means you get, wait, does bless affect just you anyways if it does if it doesn't if it does affect you as well that means you get 3d force yeah so so but even then even normal base 2d4 that's a plus eight to your attack roll Mm -hmm. yeah i'm not mm -mm. no i'm good um and then let's read a little note from the sanathar uh, why do why do so many celestial things have bird wings and infernal things have bat wings it seems arbitrary there should be there should be a bat angel whoa and then underneath that note, there's a picture of a chubby little bat angel. Yeah, and I love it. <laughs> which is which is essentially a tennis ball with ears and wings. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So then at sixth level, you get empowered healing, 
which whenever an ally within five uh, five feet of you rolls dice to determine the number of hit points a spell restores, you can spend one sorcery point to re-roll any of those dice once, mm-hmm. provided you are in- incapacitated. Yep. <laughs> which means you might be able to help them out with healing a bit. Yep, if somebody, so, which n- happened to me, if you roll a freaking one, you go, nah, bro, here you go. Yeah, you know, hey. You know, th- yeah, th- throw them a bone. Not his greatest favorite of the gods, but it, it can't all be 11s. Yeah, and it still, it's, it still helps, though. And then right. at level 14, you get otherworldly wings. Which is mechanically just the same as draconic wings. However, do you want to read that last little snippet for otherworldly wings? The affinity you shows for your divine magic feature determines the appearance of the spectral wings. Eagle wings for good or law, bat wings for evil or, or chaos, and dragonfly wings for neutrality. I like the dragonfly so wings. Wait. So there's your little fly wings that just look. <laughs> 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 oh shit I love it yeah. okay so this last one I feel was like unfair <laughs> what do you mean do you want to read it read it just read it I, I, you can heal yourself as a bonus action when your hit points are less than half no as a bonus action when you have fewer than half your hit points remaining you, for, you can regain a number of hit points equal to half your hit point maximum yeah that's what I said yeah no 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 (laughs) so this is this is like you're playing kingdom hearts and you're fighting a boss and the bar goes down you're like yes i finally got this guy and then another bar shows up (laughs) (laughs) and you're like son of a bitch (laughs) yep i love it yeah you you, so you're you're just you're a healer you're you're a healer you're a, a little bit of a Support class. You're the why are why are angel and celestials always like healers, like complicated healers? Why can't they be like some fierce freaking force of nature? Well, the angel, the the angels in the monsters manual are scary. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, but most most classes and subclasses that are touched by an angel or like connection with the celestials, blah blah blah. It's always like some weird, complicated healing type of support class. It's never like like the, the closest thing is the asmr when it can intimidate by like lighting up and like the wings come out and the eyes that's like the closest thing i've seen everything else is just like oh you can heal but you have to do this and this and this and then you heal a little bit you know might as well be a, a, a cleric that's my ramble well i mean i i think i think that's uh, I, I think that's the reason why because if you can just be a good of a heal healer as a cleric then what's the point of a cleric? Well, I, I don't. That's a, what I'm trying to say is that I don't want another healer divine flavor subclass. Oh, want, oh, oh, you're oh, you're saying you want like Old Testament divine, Old Testament divine. Like I want like freaking radiant damage to the max. Well, I mean, you can kind of do that if if you just go with like the evil affinity for this. Like you, you can, but but but, but then but then but then instead. but then like your wings look like bat wings, which makes you a freaking demon or fiend. Which is fine. I mean, it's cool as hell, but but by the same token, like that's not what I want. I want like something that looks like an angel. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous, but it hurts to look at, and like it can right. kill you with like a wink of his eye. Yeah, going out, killing all the firstborn. Yeah, I, I, I get I get what you're saying. Like yeah. be, being being the 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 sword and God's right hand yeah. kind of. I, I I get what you're going. Which, for. Which, I don't know. Which, the closest I, the closest is a paladin oath of vengeance Azamar. That is the closest. I think because 
Well, I, I'm not entirely sure how much this goes back to the satanic panic, but I think they're trying to be like, no, angels are good. Ha good. You know, yay. But, but, happy, but, but, happy fun but, times. But you just said it, though. The angels in the monster band, because I read them, they're freaking terrifying. <laughs> That's because if you if you somehow met it also says in the monster manual angels do not mess with a lot of mortal things. Yeah, so it's one of those right. things that if, if you manage to piss off a god enough, they send an angel after you. <laughs> like, like like there's a reason. So I I think I, I think it's well. I guess when, when we get to the when, when well hold on when, when we get into the shadow magic, it kind of makes it like okay, divine soul is good. Shadow magic bad right you know right it, it, it's it's i get it kind of a little binary i get it and i get it i get that the 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 lore behind it is what you said is that angels do not mess with anything they just watch over all the things and when an angel does happen right. then uh, those happen to change something or try to you know affect the material world then we get then we get avernus you know right. descending to avernus so yeah it's 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 almost always canonically if an angel has interfered with anything or gotten involved with anything things have gone to shit yeah. real bad real quick yeah yeah so but i'm, yeah, I'm saying man i want i want a class i want a class that is like you know it doesn't have to be super powerful just like damage based celestial radiant flavor themed you know like it doesn't even have to be that like the god is angry and wants to kill all the bad things it's just a very powerful, good aligning beam. But anyways, that'll be probably another episode or maybe another class that I haven't read. Uh, let's move forward to... Em- now we got that ran out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get another beer. Um, Ooh, sorry, I just had to get that out of my system. Anyways. <laughs> let's, let's keep moving to uh, the shadow magic, right? We already went to everything else? Yes, that, that was pretty much it for the Divine Soul. Yeah. Shadow magic is too edgy for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I will, I, I, will, I will read the flavor e- text. Emo air flip. <laughs> hair flip, I mean. Yeah. So here is, here's the flavor text. Oh, I'm here. Sorry. Here's the flavor text for shadow magic. You are a creature of the shadows. For your innate magic comes from the shadow fell itself. You might trace your lineage to an entity from that place. Or perhaps you're exposed to its fell energy and transformed by it. The power of shadow magic casts a strange pall over your physical appearance. The spark of life that sustains you is muffled. And it's... <laughs> I can do this. As it struggles... As it struggles to remain... Fuck. As it struggles to... As it struggles to remain viable against the dark energy that imbues your soul. At your option, you can pick from a roll on the... Sor- uh, shadow sorcery quirks table and create a quirk for your character. I love these quirks so much. These- <laughs> Some of these, some of these are like super edgy, Number and some of these are just fun. <laughs> Number six is my favorite. You blink once, once, last week. <laughs> Mine is mine is number four. Your heart beats once per minute. This event sometimes surprises you. Yeah, and number five, I think it's actually Vesemir. You have trouble uh, remembering that living creatures and corpses should be treated differently. God, can you not fucking put down the corpse? <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, two is kind of creepy. What's two? Uh, you are. Oh yeah, you, sleep, you, you don't appear to breathe. That's what it's like. I can see the party like, is he dead? <laughs> and like, and like, someone holds a mirror up to him, like, no, he, he's good. We're good. 
He's, he's, just, he's, he's just doing that thing. <laughs> in, in all reality, I will put all these quirks in my character if I make a shadow magic uh, sorcerer. I really, I honestly don't see why you wouldn't. Yeah, like just, just, <laughs> just smash the whole thing together, and then, and then just have it like. I'm going to do something quirky and then roll a D6 and that's uh-huh, what happens. Uh-huh, exactly. I love that. That's, that's, I love that table. That's like probably one of my favorite tables I've seen. I wish there was more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so going into the features of the, of the shadow magic, um, at level one, you get dark vision with a range of 120 feet. So if you don't already have dark vision, you get dark vision. Yeah. If you have dark vision, that range is extended because dark vision, I think only goes out to, 30 feet? Uh, no, 60. 60 feet. 60? Okay, so then it doubles your dark doubles, vision. Yeah. And then at level 3, you gain the darkness spell, which doesn't count against the spells you know. And if you use a sorcery oh. point, you can see through the darkness spell. Exactly. If you use your sorcery point, you get the Warlock's Devil Sight. It's fantastic. So, so a bit of an investment, because at 3rd level, you're only going to have 3 sorcery points. Yeah. But! You can fuck some shit it, up. <laughs> yeah, you, you just pop darkness and it's everywhere, but you're the only one that can see anything. Mm-hmm. You know, because magical darkness at level three is like it stops the situation because yeah. no one should be able to see through magical yeah. darkness at level three unless you're a warlock. That's true. <laughs> um, and you have the devil sight. So so essentially it what's what's that? What's that one scene? Oh, God, there's a scene I'm thinking of. Where like someone turns off the lights in a movie oh. and just like, fuck, you know, and he has about? he has like the 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 night vision goggles, but nobody else does. It's right. a, it's a, oh, oh god, what am I thinking of? What am I thinking of? Oh, this is gonna kill me. Fuck. He, what, I'm, what I'm remembering is that he's like he's he's like getting ambushed or something, but then he was prepared to turn off a light. <sighs> oh man, we're gonna be thinking a long time for yeah. this. Nah, anyway, let's, well, let's move forward. Well, <laughs> I'll come, I'll come back to us. Yeah, it's going to be something. So at 14 level, you get it. It's going to be at the end of the episode <laughs> when the music rolls out. <laughs> it was Daredevil. <laughs> no. no, it wasn't. <laughs> um, no, it wasn't Daredevil. Although, although there was a scene like that in the comic book of Daredevil. Oh, man. So, Anyways, but then, yeah. and then you also at level one, you get strength of the grave, which is essentially you decide not to die and then you roll to see if you don't. <laughs> strength of the grave. Ooh, so edgy. <laughs> Ooh, too edgy for me. <laughs> yeah, starting, starting at first level, your existence in a twilight state between life and death makes you difficult to defeat. <laughs> they just, it's not a phase, mom. <laughs> Um, so Hound of Ill Omen is essentially a sort of shadowy version of Mordekainen's Faithful Hound, mm. which which sorcerers don't get. Um, so it's you you essentially create or you essentially make a shadow direwolf that gets um, temporary hit points equal to your sorcery level. The Hound is targeted towards one person so this is it's kind of like hunter's prey so you, you just focus on one person um it moves through objects and terrain uh as as if they were difficult terrain sorry it moves through objects and people as if it was difficult terrain and at the start of its turn it automatically knows your target's location no so even if it tries so even if it tries to hide it, it can't there's, there's no way it's gonna it just knows yeah, so it, it does attack on its own initiative, and you it only attacks. Sorry, it, it acts on its own initiative, but it only uses its action to attack. Right. 
Um, and then while the hound is, this is the neat part. While the hounds within five feet of the target, the target has disadvantage on saving throws against spells that you cast on. Because it's so scared. Because it's spooky. <laughs> <laughs> so it's. Do you see? It's. Do you see? Huh? Do you see the senator's note? Sometimes I disintegrate my own shadow when I see it because I think it's a different beholder. <laughs> and the piece of paper is on fire. <laughs> it's burnt. <laughs> So this this would be really neat if you did couple that with the hunter's prey for ranger. Yeah. Where where you're just especially if this is like a boss battle scenario where you're just targeting one unfortunate dude. Yeah. And he's just getting pummeled yeah. with a bunch of stuff. It could be very so, helpful. So uh, at 14th level, you guys on shadow walk, which I love. <laughs> you can essentially just teleport from dark place to dark place. I just imagine him like so, he steps into the darkness and just fades and pops. As he's fading, he pops backwards from the other shadow. It, it has to be, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like like he like he walks backwards from one and walks forward from another. Yeah. <laughs> like really creepy. Without so, without at, blinking. So at first I was like, man, this is this is kind of a waste because fucking shadow monks get this at level six. So then True. I'm like, wait a minute. No, hold on. First of all, shadow monks can't use well don't have a lot of ranged attacks unlike a spellcaster but a shadow monk moves 60 feet whereas whereas a shadow magic sorcerer goes 120 feet that could be a big difference that's true Mm -hmm. so you know pretty neat kind of creepy and then you become the ultimate emo Oh my god. Starting at 18th level, you can spend six sorcery points as a bonus action to magically transform yourself into a shadowy form. That's the name of my band, by the way. Um, Umbral form. Umbral form. Look us up on Bandcamp. Don't actually. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so So, so sad. So very, very sad. (laughs) We hate you. Please die. It's not a race. <laughs> in this form, you have resistance to all damage except for force and radiant, which makes sense. And you can move through other creatures and objects as if they were difficult terrain. You take five force damage if you in this uh, if you in your turn inside an object. Um, you remain in this form for one minute. It ends early if you are incapacitated or you die or you dismiss that as a bonus action. So. I can see this being really cool for a quick getaway. Yeah. Or, or I don't know. Or, I, or, I think it, I think it can really make a battle for the sorcerer. Well, especially level eighteen well, too. You're not gonna be running away from anything at level eighteen. That's true, and this could also probably help you get through like the door that is bursting with glyphs of warding. Well, also like moving around the battlefield without people with people having disadvantage on you and like. Uh, and, and then I like, just moving you gain re- through everything, and you gain and you gain resistance to all damages. Oh, resistance, except for, yeah, yeah, resistance to force and radiant. So, yeah, this is really cool. Um, again, you would kind of have to think outside the box a bit. Yeah, but I can see this being really handy. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so, so that's the the shadowy super emo version oh of Sorcerer. So dark, so very, very dark. So, it's so fucking edgy. I can't believe I can't believe my chemical romance is back. I'm so fucking happy. I bought my four hundred and forty four dollar back of the line top last seat. I go all the way to the top that I can't see anything, but I'm gonna be there for four hundred and forty four dollars. <laughs> the only thing <laughs> my nose ain't gonna be the only thing that's bleeding back in this seat. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that turned dark real quick. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Anyways, so then, so then we get into the storm sorcerer. Yep. Which you're essentially your magical powers come from the weather. Yep. <laughs> How do you feel today? You want to read the flavor? Text? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> your innate magic comes from the power of elemental air. Many with this power can trace their magic back to a near-death experience caused by the Great Rain. Okay. But perhaps you were born during the Howling Well, uh, so powerful that... Oh, sorry, Gale. Why did I say well? During the Howling Gale, so powerful that folks still tell stories about it. Or your lineage... Fuck. I can't talk right now. Lineage. Thank you. Might include Mm -hmm. the influence of potent air creatures such as jinns, Whatever the case, the magic of the storm permeates your being. Um, the Great Rain, I, I had to Google it just to make sure what it was. The Great Rain was apparently some sort yeah, it's of capitalized. Event. So right. I figured it, it was, was some sort of event that happened at the end of a Faerun storyline where like the gods were at war and one god died or something like that, and then it rained for like forty fucking years. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> So that that's what the great rain is for anyone that you know cares. Yeah. And then, you know, because you were, you know, blessed by the wind, uh, you can wind speak. Uh you can read and write primordial. And you can be understood by those that speak Aquian, Auron, Ignin, and Terran, which I'm assuming is water, fire, earth, and uh what am I missing? Water, fire, earth, and wind. Wind. Uh-oh. That's right, Jay. Um <laughs> That I I was looking at that. I'm like at level one. I don't. It has to be a very specific moment. (laughs) Yeah, that's because I mean the draconic um, bloodline. I'm like I can I can see that being useful because you know you're talking to dragons. Dragons are everywhere. Fairly commonplace in the material realm, but it's like primordial beings. That's like, unless, unless you're doing an adventure where you're hurtling through the planes of existence or something like that. I'm like, Which, why hasn't wizards don't. of the coast made that yet? Come on. Because they're cowards. <laughs> 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 that's an episode for another time. Um, it's just, I don't, I don't see this getting a lot of play. Yeah. No, I agree. You know, at, at least not until like you're Wait, later higher on. level. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we played all the way up to level like fourteen, plenty of times, and I don't think this is come to play many, very often, if if at all. <laughs> but then after that, you get tempestuous magic. So starting at level one, you can use your, you can use your bonus action on your turn to cause whirling gusts of elemental air to briefly surround you immediately before or after you cast a spell for his level or higher. Woo. Doing so, woo, doing so allows you to fly up to ten feet without provoking uh, opportunity attacks. So it, it's a free disengage. Yeah, it's a free disengage with flying speed. Yeah. So so it could be a situation where you're uh, like say say it's like a western shootout. Okay, just just follow me. Here. We're not we're not gonna play your western. Can you please stop that? It's going to fucking work. You, I just have to crack the formula. You've been talking about this for like the past five years. <laughs> I know. I you've know given up I like have. four <laughs> times. I supported you through everything. Don't stop now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'm just, okay. So I'm, but no, like the traditional Western suit out, like there's buildings on either side and you're standing in the middle of the road. Yeah. You cast a spell and then you use disengage to fly up to one of the balconies that's 10 feet you know or something like that right 
and your opponent is a melee based enemy. Well, guess what? They can get fucked because, you know, every time you cast a spell, well, hold on. Yeah. Every time you cast a spell, you can just fly 10 feet away from them and disengage. Yeah. So so you're essentially playing keep away with them. Wow, that's really fucking annoying now that I think about it. <laughs> as a DM, as a DM, that would be a headache. <laughs> just like just fucking stay still. <laughs> yes. And then you get wow. and then you get and then you get a heart of the storm. Is he is he gonna shut up anytime? Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, then you get heart of the storm. <laughs> no, no, no. I agree. I can totally see that. Like fucking every time you're gonna get hit. Well, can you use it more than once though? It says it says you're using it as a bonus action. Oh god. Yeah. So any so it's it's only when you cast a level. I mean a level spell. So if you're using it on cantrips, you don't get it. Right. Which at level one you only have two level one mm-hmm. spells. So. Yeah, that's not bad. It's a good way to get away from being hit in the face. I can still, especially if you're using a spell that has a touch range, because then you touch them and then you, nope, yeah, yep. yeah, bye. See ya. <laughs> bye, yeah, fuckers. So, yeah. Yeah. So, again, I, 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 that's, yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. I can fuck with it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so then you get Heart of the Storm at level six. Yeah. Which essentially you get resistance to lightning and thunder damage. And, yeah. whenever you, and whenever you cast a level one spell, you essentially deal lightning damage. Oh, well, when you cast a spell that has lightning damage, again, you have to pick your spells carefully. You deal additional lightning or thunder damage to a creature uh, equal to half of your uh, sorcerer level. Right. So so really break this down and think about it. At level six, you're going to be doing a plus three yeah. to any lightning or thunder spell, which... To be honest, if you're playing something that's called a storm sorcerer and you're not using <laughs> spells like lightning bolt or thunder wave, yeah, it's you're kind of wasting the theme. Yeah, and resistance is resistance is always welcome, no matter to whatever damage it is. That's true. So, and then and then also at level six you get storm guide. Which yeah, is, here's the cool thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you essentially get to control the weather. I put I put in my notes. I put in my notes. You can mess with the weather, but not like in a cool storm way. <laughs> please explain your please explain your answer. Okay, so at sixth level, you gain the ability to subtly control the weather around you. If it is raining, you can use an action to cause the rain to stop falling in a twenty foot radius sphere centered on you. Woo. You can use this effect as a bonus action. If it is windy, you can use a bonus action each round to choose the direction of the wind blows in a one hundred foot radius sphere centered on you. <laughs> The wind blows. Hold on. The wind blows. I, this is important. The wind blows in that direction until the end of your next turn. This feature does not alter the speed of the wind. Oh. So, <laughs> so I, I, I actually did a little digging into this. Okay. I was like, I was like, I was like, five e storm guide, and the main question was, does storm guide affect the spell gust of wind? Ooh. And the general consensus is probably not. It comes down to your DM. Because because as written, gust of wind is not weather. It is magically created wind. Right. So if your DM and this is what I was saying before about, you know, your DM being, you know, kind of generous with the information. If your DM is cool with it, you can kind of divert gust of wind. If not, this is this seems pure flavor unless you're on a sailboat. Yeah. <laughs> And even then, so, it, it, even then, it better be windy because apparently you can't really affect the speed. Well, 
if you're on a sailboat, it's like it, 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 if it, you're, it, it could be dead air. Are you saying? If you're it, well, yes, that that is true. I didn't think about that. But if you're on a sailboat, if you have if you're running an adventure, <laughs> hold on. If you're running an adventure where you're on a sailboat, is your DM seriously going to be like, well, uh, let me roll a d hundred to see which direction <laughs> the wind's going in? Like, no, it's going to take you from fucking point A to point yeah, B. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh man. Uh, anyway, and then you get fury. Yes. Which essentially so, is Thor. It's more like a hellish rebuke. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you get hit and boom, you you know, you get hit mm-hmm. the enemy gets hit with lightning. Yeah, it's equal to your sorcerer level, which at fourteenth level, you know, extra fourteen damage. That's, that's mm, pretty nice. You know, that's cool. But then but then they also get pushed twenty feet if they fail a strength save. That's true. So, that's helpful. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not great, but it's it's cool. Yeah. I'm down with it. And then I'm not gonna say no. And then Windsoul. Yeah, this one's actually pretty neat. Yes. So at, so at 18th level, you gain immunity to lightning and thunder damage. Fuck yeah, finally. Then you gain a magical flying speed of 60. But Andrew, you can gain a magical flying speed at 14th level. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. I'm not done reading. <laughs> but if you spend, if you can, as an action, you, you can reduce your flying speed to 30 for one hour and then choose a number of creatures that's equal to three plus your charisma modifier and then they can fly. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> So, yeah. So now everybody's flying for an hour. We're out of here. Just, yep, just solve. No, man, fly right up into that Tarrasque's face. Like, I'm not, and level, like, I don't know. The, dra- level, the dragon's getting away. No, it ain't. At level 18, you might as well be fighting the Tarrasque. That's like, that's like, it's like the eagle men from, uh, what's it? Oh, God. Why? What was that? Don't bring up freaking... References if you can't Die. remember. <laughs> what was that? Uh, what? Flash Gordon. Oh, I yeah, I, I don't remember that. <laughs> you don't remember the Eagle guys are like dive, and then they all like, vaguely. Anyways, anyways um, a- so Andrew, what is it with people in the weather? It's just the sky weeping and shouting because it's so far away from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, okay. <laughs> oh man. So out of out of the Xanathar, actually I, I know I gave it a lot of shit, but out of the three Xanathar ones, I'd probably pick the Shadow Magic one. It seems like the coolest and most useful of the three to me personally. Um Which one? I don't know. The Shadow Magic. Yeah, I agree with that. The Storm one, that's like if you were running an adventure that's taking place at sea, specifically like a ghost of salt marsh adventure, I could see the storm sorcery coming in handy, but it's a lot of, a lot of situational stuff going on there. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's everything we have for you guys in this, uh, for this episode. So yeah. Sorcerers still shit. Anyway, <laughs> no, they're not. They're fun. <laughs> Andrew, they're fine. They're, you just have to think about it a little bit beforehand. So do you so do you not want me to go down the list of spells they don't get? No, we're not gonna get down the list of spells that they don't get. Well, uh everybody, thank you for listening to us and uh uh bearing with our crap and listening to our rambles. I hope you learn a little bit about sorcerers. Um Andrew, do you have anything to add? 
Yeah. Do you want to hear the spells that they don't get? No, I do not want to hear the spells that they don't get. Okay. So, so at first level, they don't get Andrew, alarm. Andrew, we're, we're, grease, please fo- identify. No. Andrew, uh, illusory script. Fo- follow us. Long follow us on social media. Leave us a comment. And thank you for listening. Hope you guys have a good one. And Cancer's floating this. Stay safe. Unseen servant. From the corner. At, and, and we, at, and, at second level, they don't get arcane lock, continual and, flame, and large and, slash reduce. And, and we're not, we're not doing this. sphere. We're not doing Gentle this. Gentle repos. Okay, I'm playing you out. Locate object, I, magic mouth, magic weapon, Melf's acid okay. arrow, Nistal's magic Bye. aura, Brave Enfeeblement, and rope trick. At third level, they don't get animate the dead, bestow curse, feign death, glyph of warding, Liebman's tiny hut, magical circle, non-detection, phantom steed, remove curse, sending, and vampiric touch at fourth level they don't get arcane eye conjure ma- minor elementals control water Everett's black tentacles fabricate fire shield Lehman's secret chest locate creature mordekainen's faithful hound mordekainen's private san- uh, sanctum autoluke's resilient fear phantasmal killer and